GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and I'm joined, as always, by Matthew Chamberlain. How are you doing, Matt? Um, I mean, it's like, what, week 50 of quarantine, so like feeling pretty much the same. Yeah, did I throw you off by saying your full name instead of <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that. Like, oh, God, is he going to throw my middle name next week? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the, there's, a, there's a nice indention on my couch. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. And, the, uh, I mean, like, the only sports we've gotten over the last couple of weeks is the NFL Draft and the Last Dance documentary, yeah. so. Been kind of rough. Yeah. Yeah. I guess better than it has been. Yeah, I watched uh, some more NBA Finals games, but, you know, that kind of gets old after a while. Well, you, you know the ending. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs beat LeBron <laughs> in that 2014 Heat only so many times, you know. Yeah, but there's still some kind of nice in it. Yeah. Or, like, I'm not a Thunder fan, but, like, I watched Russ's game winner against the Nuggets from, like, three years ago. Was that three years ago now? Four? It was 16, 17 season. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like, still a cool moment. Yeah. For sure. Watching, like, who was in the NBA at that time or, like, who was getting playtime, and you're like, whoa. Kyle Singler <laughs> passing in the ball. Oh, gosh. Like, to get the hockey assist. How Kyle play. Singler made it in the NBA for as long as he did is still one of the greatest mysteries of all time because he sucks. Him and John Wall must have the same agent because he did a fantastic <laughs> job. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, whoever that agent is. All the awards. Yeah. All the money. Is it Rich Do you think it's Rich Clark? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he negotiated as like half the money in the contract is goes to the agent. <laughs> not like 10%, like 50%. It's like, Kyle, I really... You're not playing any. I <laughs> Trust deserve me. this money more than you do. <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh, man. Okay, so before we get further into the podcast, let me remind you to follow us on Twitter. Um, and you can also find us on one of your favorite podcast pa- platforms, if that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. Uh, give us a rating and a review, and we would greatly appreciate that. If you missed uh, episode 69, go back and listen to it. Uh, we talk about forgotten teams of the NBA. We could talk a little about of those San Antonio Spurs. We talked about the Hornets. I'm already forgetting the other NBA teams, so it's an indictment. Spurs, um, Suns? Sons. We, talk about we the talked Suns? the Magic a little bit. Yes. We spent a lot of time on the yeah. Magic. So, yeah, the forgotten NBA, I think we even forgot a team in there. So, <laughs> they're just so forgettable. Uh, but this week, we got some some news tidbits that Matt will cover here in a second. Matt, mm-hmm. what do you got for us? So, Last Dance, episodes three and four came out last weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. depending on when you're listening to this, you might have already seen five and six also. Um, episodes three and four were the Rodman and Phil Jackson episodes. Cool. Like, they're good. I, I, I mean, one and two are better, in my opinion, mm. but three and four are good also. I, I'm excited to see where this builds to. Yeah, I think the um, we're coming into the like, back half of the documentary series now. Um, I, I feel like there's been a lot of, like less MJ like talking head than mm-hmm. I wanted, but maybe we get that more in like the later half when they like yeah. dive into it's been setting up yeah. a good bit. It, it was weird watching like how they'd have MJ... And they'd have him a phone watching, like, a clip or vice versa, like, giving Scotty a phone that has MJ talking on yeah. it of, like, a scene you just watched two minutes earlier. And it was, like, a weird, cool thing. Yeah. I like, I like it so far, though. Yeah, Still. I like the meme that came from it when they handed <laughs> Jordan the iPad from Isaiah talking. He was like, see, I told you it was BS. <laughs> Yeah, I love that they still kind of hate each other. Um, that's, that's like great. amazing, right? Yeah. Like this is like thirty years later, or tw- how many? Of no, years? like legit thirty years later. And they literally have 
I mean, Isaiah uh, obviously doesn't hate MJ as much as MJ hates Isaiah, yeah. but... Still call him uh, some very inappropriate names. <laughs> um, it's way better to watch the TVMA version of this documentary y- yes. than the, the TV14 or whatever mm, it is. Yes. Make sure you're watching on ESPN, um, not ESPN2. Um, so that's been out. That's been cool. Um, so the NBA uh, finally announced that they are postponing the uh, draft, combine, and lottery night, which not really surprising because um, that was coming up pretty soon. Um, but... Also, I'm kind of curious as to how this will impact the NCAA. Not because they care about the NCAA, but because um, the rule that they have is players get 10 days after, um, I believe it is the combine, to make a decision about whether they're coming back or not. Mm-hmm. So if this combine gets pushed back to August, do players still get 10 days after that to decide? Because like camps, in turn, tart, start like really quick soon yeah. after that for basketball um, season. Yeah, so... like. And NCAA, like, well, like, the semester may have already started by the right. time this comes around. Like, and we're allowing this kid back into school. And do coaches even have a scholarship for you anymore? Like, do the coaches have to hold a scholarship for you? I don't know. And I'm curious to watch the NBA or the NCAA try and figure out this mess. Oh, um, they're going to screw it up. Like, it's like flash forward. Like, this is going to get botched, like, somehow, some yeah. way. I'm, I'm sure. I'm just curious as to how. Um, <laughs> Uh, I just want to see it happen. You know there's going to be a car crash. You just want to see how yes, it plays exactly. out. exactly. Um, also, the NCAA um, I kind of announced, it came out, that like they're back open to the players can make money on their rights and stuff. This conversation's coming back, but it doesn't mean we're getting NCAA football um, because there's no group licensing agreement to get like Clemson or OSU or whatever. So that kind of sucks. It's like, yeah, players can maybe go make like commercials and stuff now. But like you can't still, use the logos of yeah the you still can't do the logo so like that kind of sucks um if the full thing goes through and the players can actually make money a little bit like that's nice but again i still expect ncaa to screw that up somehow um oh for sure some kid's gonna get fined that doesn't deserve to get fined yeah. so like here's the thing is like the ncaa to its credit i guess has changed its position a little bit a little but, bit I, what at what point do all these schools like look around and uh, like Ohio State's, Michigan's, like Alabama's, of the world are like we don't need you anymore? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, when this like new system, one it just sets up like laundering money, like the the millionaire, <laughs> like the booster booster is just gonna d- donate five hundred thousand dollars to the local car dealership. Heck, they might even own it, and then pay the kid to do a commercial. Where they do like a four second cameo, and then the kid shows up in like a Bugatti. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Campus, right. So like, um, is is that allowed? So you're saying Ole Miss is going to be really good at football <laughs> again? In like yes, two years? I am. <laughs> um, so what? Like, how are you going to like keep track of like what was a fair payment or whatever? Like, are kids going to have to file like a tax system? Like, not for the sake of taxes, but just for like the sake of like providing documentation of like. I'm just, this isn't going to work, but I'm just so curious as to how this will happen. Um, again, I, players should get paid, but because they can do commercials and stuff, but how you enforce this stuff, I have no idea because it's all sham anyway. Did anything ever happen to those LSU players who were taking dollar bills from Odell Beckham? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, yeah. Again, what are you going to do? What are you supposed to do? Um, there's, I don't know. There's pretty overwhelming video evidence there. And Joe Burrow, after the game, was like, yeah, I took money from Because <laughs> you can't do anything to yeah. me now. Um, yeah, I'm really curious what happens if, like, players just keep taking money from wherever, whomever, 
And then NCAA is like, you're suspended. And I'm just waiting for a school to be like, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, that's what kind of happened with James Wiseman or Jordan. Jordan Wiseman? James Wiseman James from Memphis. Wiseman. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And like, he's still playing, and eventually they're like, well, we're finding you. And he's like, all right, I'm gone. And he's like, I, I just don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm out. And at what point is Memphis or whatever university for football or basketball going to be like, no, the kid's playing. He's not getting fined. What, like, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, like at what point does like Nick Saban realize that, oh, I have more power in this than you? Exactly. And just be like, if I keep playing him, what are you actually going to do? Are you going to like... If I win the national championship, are you going to, like, rescind the trophy? Who cares? I won the national championship. In my mind, I won it. In all my players' minds, we won it. So who cares? Like, yeah, the record books don't say, but we know we won the national championship. It was on national TV. Yeah, exactly. There's there's documented footage. Like, what, are, are you, is Mark Everett, or whatever his name is, going to go stand in the, um, Emirate, going to go stand on the 50-yard line and say, like, you're not playing this game, and just wait to get just tackled by some 300 pound <laughs> defensive lineman from the Alabama. The first round offensive tackle from wherever is just going to move him just off. pancakes him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, what What are you going to do? Like, there are going to be refs that like, are going to do the games. Like, other teams are going to like, take the field and if they don't, that means they're going to forfeit. And Alabama's right. like, alright, we won. Yep. Or whomever. So, you know, like, at, there's going to come a point where like, someone's going to stand up and be like, "This, you don't matter. You're right, the Ohio State's of the world, or someone's going to be like, you don't matter. This doesn't matter to me. Um, anyway. It just takes, like, a group, I think, of, like, five schools. Of, like, major schools. Yeah. That are just like, we're not dealing with your crap anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And we can still make money. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's yes. not going to be the problem. Yeah. Um, so they are cutting out the middleman for that big NCAA tournament you host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that billion dollars, we want all of it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um like why not so um there's that little bit i'm very interested um to see how this all shakes out in the coming months and the covid19 is just a nice twist on like it's kind of forcing people to start thinking this way a little bit more um which i kind of like not only being quarantined but i like that um and nba news before we uh move on so the bulls they hired mike eversley from philly to be their team gm um they hired um arturis Carnicevis or whatever his name is from mm. Denver. Mm. Um, so he's still like the head of the basketball operations. But um, what the Bulls apparently like about Eversley is like his big thing has been scouting for his entire NBA career. Um, he's been in front offices, whether it was with Toronto and getting like DeMar DeRozan um, or later in Philly and doing the whole Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons thing. Um, and the Bulls need some help with scouting. That's, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of going to be his role. Um, is managing some of that kind of stuff. So he's not the lead decision maker, which is probably a good thing, but he'll help with that kind of stuff. Um, the Knicks, in less good GMing news, they decided to bring back Scott Perry because um, his contract expired on a one-year deal. That's a lot of confidence you're instilling in this guy. Man, what kind of moves is he going to recklessly do to try mm-hmm. to save his exactly. job? Exactly. Oh, they're trading for Chris Paul. <laughs> they're trading. <laughs> they're giving up R.J. Get... Barrett for Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, is R.J. Barrett really out of the question at this point? No. No, he's not. Um, R.J. Barrett, whatever the next draft pick this year is, and the next three are all going to the Thunder for Woo! Chris Paul. <laughs> like, And you'll have to throw in some salary, like Taj Gibson or Bobby Portis, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, at this point, they're getting Chris Paul, it feels like. SGA and RJ Barrett for the next couple years sounds pretty nice to me. Yeah. Um, so I, I just feel like that's happening. Yeah. I don't know why you did that. Probably just because like no one would take your Zoom call invitation. Um, <laughs> just like you try and phone them and they're just like decline. 
Um, that Guess was, who's this? <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Um, they say I have to start using like burner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> why am I getting a Zoom call from Anchorage, Alaska? It's really just the Knicks rerouted their servers. Um, the IP address. <laughs> um, that's just what I envision. It just makes it so much funnier um, to me. And last bit of news. Um, so we talked the last couple pods about um, this new G League program that's coming up. So another name um, has thrown their uh, uh, name into it. Another person's thrown their name into it. I butchered that. Um, point guard Deshaun Nix top 15 um high school prospect he uh was committed to ucla he's from that area he went to high school in las vegas um but he is now um decided not to go to ucla he's gonna go to the g league program um can't blame him he's viewed by some as a top point guard but in saying that they're saying like kate cunningham's not a point guard they're calling him a combo guard Mm. so in all reality deshaun nix is like the third best point guard in the class but still top 15 prospect and um going to the g league and unfortunately for UCLA, they were really turning it around the last half of the year. Um, Mick Cronin, who'd come over from Cincinnati, um, at first he was like openly criticizing their team in the media for not playing defense. But you know what? The last like ten games of the year, UCLA was figuring some stuff out. Yeah, they were like, weren't the, didn't they win the Pac-12? There? I think so. Like or like tied for it. Yeah. yeah, like they were right there though. Um, Chris Smith, who's a prospect um, for the NBA draft, has looked as good as he ever has. Mm. Um, finally fulfilling some of that potential. So UCLA really turned it around, so that hurts for them. Um, again, college basketball, I don't care um, if you succeed or not. But at the same time, um, G League program, it's it's kind of happening. There's three major guys now in the top 15 who have all said they're going to the G League. And another top 15 guy, um, McCurr, Thon's cousin, uh, mm. he, he did a prep here, so he doesn't have to do the G League. He's probably just entering his name in the draft. So four of the top 15 guys in the NCAA, um, not going to the NCAA next year so a little bit of news there and uh that's all that's all i was honestly a pretty busy week all considering yeah for quarantine week yeah that's been like one bullet point normally and now Mm -hmm. it's expanded a little bit well this week matt we're talking about the nfl drafts and recapping what was maybe awesome for others and not (laughs) so awesome for some others as well uh do you want to break this topic down? Do you want to talk about, talk through what we're going to Yeah. Do? So we will recognize and react to some notable selections. We're not listing all picks first through seventh round for every team because um, I kind of have the philosophy of if you're not a top four round pick, you're not really worth mentioning unless you're like, you just happen to be that guy that like weirdly slid. Um, I, I know there are guys that always pop up like in game seven of the NFL season, like they got him in the sixth round. That's incredible. But guess what? No one saw it coming. <laughs> so I, you know what? Right now you're not in consideration to be talked about. Um, prove us wrong. But um, at this point, like, and I'm obviously a Patriots fan and, and Tom Brady is like the epitome of sixth round pick that worked out. But again, no one expected Tom Brady to be anything either. So it's not right. like um, the, like whatever. So um, we're only talking about guys who were really drafted um, more in that first few rounds and, if they were actually notable, because I'm not going to lie, I don't care about the random guard from Utah State. Um, you know, so here we are. Um, and so we'll go a division at a time. The team, um, probably it's it's usually like two or three guys they drafted. Um, and then the end of listing the, the guys for that division, we'll talk about like what stood out, good or bad. Um, mm. Mm. Who we feel, like what team we feel better about moving in next year or what team we're like, that that's all? Uh, that's what you did okay um 
So first, we'll just go in alphabetical order. We'll alternate AFC, NFC, um, AFC East. So, Bills. They they didn't have a first-round pick because they traded for Stephon Dix. Um, that seems like a good That's idea. That's pretty, pretty good first-round pick. Yeah. You consider it. Um, and then second round, they went A.J. Uh, Espinosa um, from Iowa. And then third round, they went Zach Moss. You might know, like, Santana Moss is his cousin, um, running back out of Utah. The Dolphins, um, notably, they went Tua, maybe the most notable name in the draft. Mm. And they, they got them a couple offensive linemen and Austin Jackson and Robert Hunt. The Jets, um, they went with the high-rising um, offense tackle from Louisville, um, McKee Becton. And then wide receiver Denzel Mims out of Baylor and safety Ashton Davis out of University of California. And the Patriots, there's a few more names here, not because I'm a homer, but because they decided they were actually going to draft in the second and third rounds this year. <laughs> they traded out of the first round, which I'm not going to lie, I was really pissed about. Um, <laughs> but they ended up having five picks in the top three rounds. And so they went safety Kyle Duggar out of Lenore Ryan. Um, I, Just the most Patriots I was ever. heated. I don't care if this guy's an all-pro NFL player. I was like, are you kidding? We did exactly what I joked about us doing. We're going to draft some no-name player from no-name university. And that's exactly what we did. did um, he, he might be great. Who knows? Um, and then went linebackers um, Josh Uche from Michigan and Anthony Jennings from Alabama. And then tight ends um, Devin uh, Asiasi from UCLA and Dalton Keene mm-hmm. from Virginia Tech. Dalton Keene, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he plays more fullback because James Devlin retired. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, he's kind of like that tight end fullback position. Um, so that's the AFC East notable draft picks. Again, there are more in there, honestly, even within the top four rounds that we didn't mention. But again, felt like those were decently notable. So, Ryan, anything stick out to you about the AFC East, What they, how they changed up their teams? I mean, I think we talked about this off air, but it, looking at the offseason, it feels like this is the Bills' division to lose now. Yeah. I like, obviously, a Patriots fan, but like, you look. You put their rosters up beside each other, and I don't know how you say the Patriots are going to win more than like nine games realistically this well, year. Well, you play the Jets twice. There so you go. Two free ones. The Jets, and then honestly, probably the Dolphins are still another two at this point. Um, I think the Dolphins are significantly better though. I think they are. Um, okay, one win. There's three wins for us. One okay, against the Dolphins yeah. and two sure. against the Jets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the Bills, I. Uh, that seems like an 11 or 12 win team right now. If Josh Allen is still as good as he's kind of been getting, I think this is an 11 or 12 win team. If Stefan Diggs can like stay not angry at Josh <laughs> Allen for like three consecutive games, they could be a serious like title contender. Yeah. Well, Stefan Diggs that a little just just run straight. Yeah. Josh Allen's really good at throwing the ball like 60 <laughs> yards. Um something that Kirk Cousins couldn't do. So that'll be a nice change of pace. Um but yeah, like they got an offensive weapon, which the Bills are great defensively. We right. all know that. Um, drafting the defensive end out of Iowa is just kind of adding a little more fuel to that fire. Um, but getting a couple offensive weapons early-ish on between Diggs and then Zach Moss, who will be a nice complement to Singletary in the backfield because yep. um, Moss is more of a bruiser. I, I just think they made two pretty decent to significant upgrades um, on the offensive end. And then, like, it's just a good draft. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't, you're not doing anything that's, like, wild. Like, you're not going to get another quarterback or something like that early. um, Adding to what you feel like, I mean, like, the teams who are winning championships now are getting pressure on the quarterback and have lots of speed. And what did they, they they go and got a a great wide receiver. Yeah. They went and got another defensive end because pass rushing. And they got a running back 
who can be just a nice compliment to and give him another offensive weapon. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like overlap. He's not going to get in the way. like that Frank Gore rule. Yeah. Right? Frank Gore, TJ Yeldon's basically going to be out of the league now. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's just, it fits. Right. And you didn't over like draft. You didn't reach for it. These things just kind of naturally happened and you took advantage of it. Great job. Um, with that, the, I mean, the dolphins, like they win cause they get to a, yeah. Right? Yeah. But like, <laughs> is he playing this year? I don't know. Well, like, there's so many questions still about, like, his weapons, right? Yeah. Like, what's... Is Devontae Parker... Yeah, that, is he, like, like an NFL caliber, like, one receiver? Or is he, like, a three or a two, maybe? Like Probably a, that. Um, and it, I, I mean, there's just still a lot of questions about that roster. It's really young. Like, there's one player over the age of 30. They've made some nice signings to maybe, like, help build that culture. I think I'll like this team in like two or three years, but but yeah. I'm not gonna like them next year, um, particularly like as in terms of trying to win games. Unless Tua ends up being like light up the league, like kind of taken over, like Lamar took over yeah. and like, just like rookie of the year, like league MVP type of year. I don't really see this team taking like a major jump, like you're saying. I think yeah. they're probably gonna make like play better football they're going to be more competitive but still lose a lot of games that's, just because yeah. they're young right that's exactly it that's what's going to happen with this team which like that's a step in the right direction right for sure but like yeah it's probably not going to translate to a lot of wins right away and that's not necessarily like the worst thing ever because at least you have like a direction for um, sure with Tua because obviously like Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't the answer long term and then they, they apparently don't believe in Josh Rosen <laughs> so you know there's that yeah, um, we were told how great Josh Rosen was. Didn't see him in college, and then in the now two NFL franchises basically passed him over <laughs> for Kyler Murray and Tua, which I don't blame them for doing that. But why uh, do you have Josh Rosen? Better quarterbacks, yeah. regardless. So why do you have Josh Rosen on your roster, though? Right. Um, so there's that. Um, Jets. Honestly, the only thing I feel like really worth mentioning is Denzel Mims. Basically, he's their number one wide receiver right now yeah. <laughs> um because they have no one else yeah for I sam mean, darnold to throw the ball to <laughs> the number one wide receiver is really lay on bell because yes. sam darnold loves checking the ball down yep <laughs> that's exactly because <laughs> he won't throw the ball so eight yards uh i don't the jets offensively have just been so terrible for this yeah. decade that i can't imagine it gets much better in 2020 uh, i don't think beyond. so but. uh i mean you gotta think that like at some point sam donald's got to figure it out right like, like he, if he's that elite he'll kind of yeah. make it happen right but i mean unless he gets mono again like will we be able to see it who knows um yeah i don't feel great about where the jets are now he was i saw a tweet i think it was from like pro football focus it was like he was like 45 percent on play action passes this year yikes i mean don't get me wrong it's not like he had a lot of guys to throw the ball to like but at the same time, like he, anyone can be better than that, it feels like, in the NFL. You, you literally miss half the pass when yeah. you fake fake a handoff. Off. Yeah, and in theory, get the defense to bite up. Bite, yeah, goodness. Um, so, yeah, I don't feel any better about where the Jets are as compared to where they were before the draft. Right. In theory, like, Becton and Mims should help, but, like, you know, who knows. Um, and the Patriots, I mean, they didn't go quarterback. That was the big thing. They didn't go – they obviously believe in Jarrett Stidham. So <laughs> – they must know something we don't, because, like, I can't, like, for the life of me, we watched that guy at Baylor, yeah, and then watched him at Auburn stink it up in his last year. Yeah, he's fine. I don't, he doesn't feel like he's the leader of an NFL offense, like, I mean, by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know what Josh McDaniels has done 
or what Bill Ch- Belichick has fed the kid since he's got up to New England. But they must be something special if they think we're going to pass on Jordan Love. We're not going to trade up for one of the other quarterbacks. We're just we're rolling with him. Go sign a free agent. Anything. They didn't go sign Andy Dalton. <laughs> like <laughs> passed him over too. And apparently, like we were like rumored to like have interest in him. Just, we didn't even pay him the seven million dollars or whatever Dallas. Three did. million guarantee. Yeah. Um, so we must not have been that high on him. So. I, we apparently believe in Stidham. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't mind the draft picks. I don't. I don't really like the Dalton Keene one, but just because I, I don't like drafting fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's what these ultimately is. But you know, like, it's fine. It's not a sexy draft by yeah, any means. I, I mean, it's the most Patriots draft ever, right? Just get a bunch of guys like what we don't think is the most talented. Yeah. But I mean, these guys could get on the field and light just it up. make them work. Yeah. yeah, in New England. Which, I mean, Duggar, they're like, oh, he's going to be like Patrick Chung. Uh, okay, Patrick Chung's a nice player, but we have Patrick Chung on the <laughs> roster. Um, so His name's Patrick Chung. <laughs> you know, um, Uche and Jennings, again, I, I like them, but, eh, you know, you like it's fine. They're good draft picks, but like I don't want them to be like the highlight of my draft. Right. So that's just kind of where I'm at in England. Like, I feel eh about it. I mean, it's weird. You're going to have to rebuild like after yes. tom tom leaves this the rebuilding phase and maybe they see these guys as long-term solutions that like good building blocks for like yeah. trying to build a team and i could get that um i just hate kind of the it feels like we're in like full surrender cobra already like <laughs> you just already threw our hands up i don't know um all right moving on to nfc east so cowboys went cd lamb first round Trevon Diggs, second round, and then a couple other guys worth noting are Neville Gilmore um, out of Oklahoma, and then I don't know how to say this guy's last name. Um, Tyler Bedaz. That's pretty close. Uh, I think. Uh, I from know. Wisconsin. I don't know. He's some big white guy. <laughs> so probably um, was a, ate a lot of cheese when he was growing up. <laughs> he de- he definitely grew up on a farm. Um, that was a, a part of the ESPN profile. Um, Eagles went. Wide receiver Jalen Rieger out of TCU, quarterback Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma, and then linebacker Davion Taylor out of Colorado. Um, Giants went uh, left tackle Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, Xavier McKinney safety out of Alabama, and then Darnay Holmes um, defensive back out of UCLA. And the Redskins went Chase Young out of Ohio State, um, running back slash wide receiver Antonio Gibson out of Memphis, and then offensive lineman uh, Sadiq Charles out of LSU. So again, anything good or bad that kind of popped when you're watching the draft you're looking at it afterwards so i have lots of questions about two (laughs) specific teams the cowboys like i i get i get believe me i get wanting to have offensive weapons yeah but you have now scoring points is cool now you have spent how many first round draft picks on wide receivers in consecutive years between trading for amari cooper Drafting Michael Gallup, which I think he was like a second round pick or whatever, but like still using it's a high a draft high, pick. High draft round pick. And then using like, was it seventeen overall to draft CD Lamb now out of Oklahoma? Yeah, you you've spent lots of high draft capital on wide receivers. And they're all on your team at the same time now. Yeah. So C D Lamb's your number three wide receiver. Right. And like is did you think your offense was that like what like offense wasn't the issue last year for the Cowboys? They were like what top ten, top five like in yeah. offense. Because Ezekiel Elliott's still a good running back, so you have right. a nice balance even right. without drafting CD Lamb. So a nice balance. Blake Jarwin too is another good pass catcher. Yeah, and like they've spent all this money, and they're gonna have to spend money on Dak. I just think they haven't. 
what made the Cowboys go early, good early in the decade was offensive line, good mm-hmm. running game, good defensive line, and yeah. like that's what that's what it was, right? Yeah. And they've got kind of gotten away from that. Yes, they started flipping it on its head. And like now it's a bunch of like you paid Zeke a bunch of money. Yeah. Which is fine. Like he's a you spent what like a third overall pick on him. Something like that, third, whatever, fourth. Whatever it was. Then I mean you you spent a ton of money on all these wide receivers. Cooper, like we just yeah, talked, they gave him that big but money. Like your offensive line is depleted now. Your defensive line wasn't nearly as good as you thought it was. No. And it lost guys this past off season. The linebacker situation obviously wasn't as good as you thought it was. Uh, Sean Lee is not a capable NFL linebacker anymore. We need to stop playing him. Why Why are Cowboys fans obsessed with this guy? Because he's, he, like, he's played, like the epitome. Because he, he's a white guy who plays for the Cowboys, Ryan. He can he, actually get on the field. He played, He had like a half a good season and has been injured ever <laughs> since. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And like they refused to play. Like Leighton Vander Esch got exposed last year. Oh yeah, I'm pretty like, sure Aaron cover. Jones has his ankles up on his mantle somewhere. Because <laughs> uh, that and like that like back in like yeah sure you went inside Ha Clinton Dix, but there's a reason he's been with four franchises in two years. Yeah, he's not a good safety. He's not as good as everyone thinks he is. And you lost Byron Jones. And you lost your top corner, and you replaced him with a rookie corner, which is fine. Yeah. Like he's not going to be as good as Byron Jones is. Yeah, I think they're going to get torched on the back end. Like year, it's like, gonna be like a bunch of like twenty eight thirty one games for the yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. Or twenty eight thirty five, whatever you want. And to maybe say. they're just betting on like our offense is gonna be so good, we can outscore them all. They're just gonna go with the Chiefs method. Like they saw what happened in the Super Bowl and they're like, We're gonna do that. But the Chiefs had a good de- actually had a good defense. You know, yeah, like they, they went they, paid a safety named Tyron Matthew. Yeah. They they figured it out like the last half of the year. Yeah. Like really figured it out and the defensive line was good. Um so yeah, I it's not the same thing. It's not. And Dak Prescott is not Patrick Mahomes either. So that's a thing. Um, that's, that's an understatement thing. of the century. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like a Jerry Jones draft. You saw, like, that little bleach report notification, like, Jerry Jones does not want to be disrupted during this draft yeah. um, by his, like, scouts. And it's like, I can tell. I, <laughs> yep. I just, like, I get, I, I see a lot of Cowboys fans because they're very vocal, like, really excited for CD Lamb. And I would be, too. Like, CD Lamb's good oh, wide I think he's a good player, yeah. Good wide receiver. I just think drafting him at 17, like, yeah, he might have been the best player available, but that doesn't mean he was the best fit for your team. Yeah, and it's hard, like, the balance of, like, best player available versus fit. It's like the classic draft for any sport, like, debate of, like, do you just draft the best player you have on your board, or do you draft someone who, like, your team actually needs? Part of it's going to depend on, like, what are you building towards? Are you building towards, like, trying to win a championship this year? Because CD Lamb's not gonna really help that, in my opinion. But like, if you're looking to have like a, you know, at some point, you know, you're gonna lose Gallup or Cooper's gonna get hurt, and so you want to have another guy up in two or three years, then draft CD Lamb. But like, that's cool in two or three years when one of those guys isn't there anymore. Right. But like, why? Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Eh. I mean, they, everyone was flipping out over the Cowboys draft. I thought it was just fine. I didn't think it was anything special. They still might win the division this year. Yeah, they but it's not the because of them. Going eight and eight. <laughs> <laughs> they almost wasn't going eight and eight this year, um, because then there's a team like the Eagles. That was the other team I had serious questions about. Yeah, like their first first round pick was Jalen Rager, and again, we watched a lot of TCU games over the years, and Jalen Rager was not one of those guys who popped. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's fast. Yeah, like, sure, yeah, he's fast, but he's not like a 
what are you expecting from him? Like, they're t- talking about trading Alshon Jeffrey. Is he going to be your number one or two wide receiver now? Because we know Deshaun Jackson can't play 16 games. Like, right. we, we, we've accepted that for, like, the last five years. But right. he's not. He's playing, like, 10, right. if you're lucky. And when he does play, like, three of them, he's not going to have a catch. <laughs> now, the other seven, he might have, like... Two catches for 105 yards. Yeah, and it's going it to look really cool on a highlight reel. But at the same time, like, he's not a number one anymore. Right. If he ever was, like, I'm not saying Alshon Jeffrey is the best number one wide receiver in the league because he's not, but he's at least a big target who you can use in specific situations. Like Jalen Rieger, like I guess if you're playing him in the slot, there's some value there. But is that really what this team needed either? Are you were you just so frustrated with Nelson Aguilar that you <laughs> let him go and you're like we're replacing you with someone else? Oh man, Eagles fans, get ready. If you thought Nelson Aguilar was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying Jalen Rager's a bad player. I don't think he is. I it's, think he's a fine wide, wide receiver. I just don't think... Like, he wasn't even... To me, he's not even the best wide receiver... Best five wide receivers in the Big 12 this year. Yeah, and you took him in the first round. Um, I think you could have got him in, like, the second round if you really wanted. Um, maybe you've had to trade up a little. But, like, you could have got him in the second round if you wanted I him. I feel like T. Higgins would have been a better fit. Here. Yeah, I think so. Because your body. Let's face it, Carson Wentz is not, like, a drop at an absolute dime in the middle, like, of the field with linebackers right. everywhere. Um, he's a throw-it-up kind of guy. Puts it in a great spot when he throws it up, but he's a throw-it-up kind of guy. And, yeah, T. Higgins at, like, six foot four Seems like he would have fit a lot better. Um, and then Jalen Hurts in the second round. That's so, the that's the other one where you're like, what are we doing here? <laughs> is this the? This feels worse than Jordan Love to the Packers to me. So, the question is like, are you envisioning him as like a like a Taysom Hill type of role? Yeah. Are you just drafting him because you bet on Carson Wentz getting hurt every year? You need someone point? for four games, and Jalen Hurts can is smart enough to step in for four games every year. I just, like, I, I'm very confused. Like, I guess that's supporting Carson Wentz in a way, I guess. I think that's a load of crap. Like, <laughs> I, I don't care what Philadelphia team PR says. Like, this is crap. Like, you, you're not trying to win a Super Bowl apparently this year. You are perpetuating 9-7. and seven. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, the defense is pretty good, but, like, wouldn't you want to I don't think the defense is elite. No, like, wouldn't you want to draft, like, I don't know. I feel like you could have traded that pick if what you're going to do yeah. with this. Like, yeah. you could have traded it for another asset or someone who could... Like an like, actual player? Play. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I like I know. Like, I need to... Like, we follow the NBA more than we do um, the NFL. But, like, you know, like, what would have hurt to just, like, hey, we want Trent Williams. You know, like, right. we're going we're gonna to go get that guy. And, the like, the 49ers paid traded like a third round pick why, why couldn't the eagles have been like you know we just want another offensive lineman like that's going to be awesome for us like why can't we just go do that because um is jason peter still on this team that's what i, I think so so like and i know he's good um but it's still another tackle that you like, could use on the yeah, right side yeah like lane johnson you can move him around um i don't know if peters is on this team anymore Oh, I don't think so. Um, okay. Yeah, so again, why not go get him? Right. Um, but it's just kind of like that kind of thing. Like I don't, I don't love Jalen Hurts as an NFL quarterback anyway, and then I particularly don't love him in the Eagles. So that's just kind of rough situation there. I don't get their draft at all. Yeah, I mean, like they would, I would have to see his role. Like if he's yeah. just purely a quarterback, then yeah, it's a stupid pick. 
But if you're gonna try to use them in other ways, maybe like it can just be an offensive weapon. Because I, want to see. They've it. always loved the idea of Carson Wentz being able to move around a little bit. You know, not like Lamar Jackson move around, but like move around a bit. Maybe there's like we're not doing that anymore with you. Yeah. You're standing back there. Yeah. And then if we need a creative fourth and one, we're throwing in Jalen Hurts. Yeah. But then doesn't that give away what, what you're, you're kind doing? of doing? Um, I've always wondered that. So, yes, this is this is gonna be an interesting case study. Um, with that, and then the Giants. I mean, Andrew Thomas. Okay. Like, I feel there's, like the there's Giants nothing sexy and, about their pick. Giants and Washington both, like, you can kind of lump them in. Like, you need a lot of talent, and yeah. you just made some picks, and, like, we just kind of have to see if these things yeah. work out. This is, like, a part of, like, a three- or four-year draft right? for them. Like, yeah, like, Chase Young, you can build around that. Andrew Thomas, you can probably, like, most people viewed him as, like, the top tackle or, like, a top two tackle. So, you know, they preferred him. All right, so, like, again, that's someone you draft now, and then hopefully in two or three years when you hit on more draft picks it really culminates and comes together and you're like oh this is great but yeah. for right now it's like you're still probably winning three games yeah. next year you still have like such a talent deficit yeah that you can't it's not gonna make a difference like yeah people are not gonna like talk about andrew thomas i mean regardless in rookie of the year conversations or whatever yeah. it is um but it's like a wow you stole andrew thomas like right. wow yeah he should have been a top two pick or right. whatever you know behind joe um so yeah yeah, it's probably just going to be the Eagles and Cowboys again this year. Um, fine for 9-7. and seven. So, um, AFC North, we're going to go Bengals had the number one pick. So they went, of course, Joe Burrow um, out of LSU, quarterback. And then second round, they went T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. And third round, they went Logan Wilson, linebacker out of Wyoming, which uh, that sounds not very sexy, but he was like third-team All-American. Like, so he's a good player. Um, he's just from Wyoming. So... Um, he had other offers. He just chose to stay home. So, you know, whatever. Um, Browns, they went offense tackle Jedrick Willis, um, Wills out of Alabama. Safety Grant Delpit out of LSU. And defense lineman Jordan Elliott out of Missouri. Ravens, they had a bunch of draft picks in the top three rounds. I, how do the Ravens do this every year? <laughs> like, the last, like, three drafts. I, I think feel- quietly, like, we give the Patriots a ton of credit for being a great organization. But oh, I, I, the Ravens, I don't think, get enough credit. They for- definitely don't. Because um, they have been killing it um, for years. Including this year, on um, linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU. Running back J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. Um, linebacker, or defense lineman Justin Matabuke. Um, we out Texas A&M. Wide receiver Devin Duvernay out of Texas and linebacker Malik Harrison out of Ohio State. So, um, yeah, that's an incredible haul. And again, all in the top, like three year rounds. And Steelers, they didn't have a first round pick because they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick mid year from the Dolphins. Uh, that's why the Dolphins had multiple first round picks to draft some offensive linemen. Um, Steelers, they drafted wide receiver, kind of tight end. They think he's going to be a wide receiver. Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. Mm. And then defensive end slash linebacker whatever you want to call him, um, edge rusher, Alex Highsmith. And I wish he is Charlotte. Oh, um, interesting, interesting little pick there. Um, yeah. Uh, worked under the tutelage of Glenn Spencer. I was about to say, that's, a Glenn <laughs> that's where he was. He's at like FIU now or something or FAU. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. I think he left after. Oh, did he? Uh, what's his, uh, Lane Kiffin, Kiffin left. Oh, well, whatever. I think he's still in Florida though. Good for him. Yeah, sure. Not at OSU anymore. Um, all right, so, you know, I really like what the Bengals did. I mean, it's hard. It's obvious because of Joe Burrow, but also T. Higgins. We mentioned him earlier. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, like, to imagine, like, it, your first year, you have a pretty good stable of running backs. Yeah, Joe Mixon, like, 
we he's seemed like an awful person um <laughs> it's but, an awful person but uh you got aj green aj green t higgins, higgins. john ross yes. whatever that i mean like some tyler speed. boyd was really yeah. good last year tyler boyd so it's like that that's not nothing yeah i mean it's not like you're walking into a bunch of the jets uh, situation yeah, the jets situation with hardly any talent um so you might get I mean, sacked the, 50 times but the, the Bengals might not be the worst team in the division anymore yeah question mark <laughs> i mean because probably it depends on what you think of the browns because um that, yeah, i didn't so i was I like not the, inspired by them last year <laughs> i don't think anybody was <laughs> uh grant Dell pick good pick I, I really think so. I mean, injuries kind of held him up this last year a little more, but I feel otherwise like he, he would have been like a fi- top yeah, twenty pick. I think so. Injuries would have held off, so you get him in the second round. I think it, yeah. Um, Jedrick Willis again was a guy who was viewed as like kind of like a top again twenty ish guy. They took him at ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you need offensive line help. So Baker's not running for his life. Um, so I get the ideas. If they if both of those guys work. It's gonna look like an awesome draft. Yep. But both of those guys had like some very real like concerns um, with that kind of injury and, and everything. So it it could totally bust. But that's a very Browns draft. Is like these guys are gonna be awesome, or they're gonna not, not gonna be in the league all. in four years. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what the Browns do every year in the draft. So again, I would have taken Grant Delpit at that spot too. Like mm. for example, I, I think it's a good pick. But if he doesn't work, I'm not gonna be surprised because injuries like once they start piling on. All of a sudden, it's like, hard to get back. Yeah, I mean, and, look at Andrew Luck, right? Yeah. So, um, and with the league being more and more, it seems to be like a throw, mm. you know, first offense having a safety who can't run will be really hard. Speed. So all that. Um, well, I'm gonna go jump down to the Steelers real quick. I like Claypool. He ran a lot faster at the combine than you thought he would. Um, so he can probably be a wide receiver. Did they need a wide receiver? I don't know if they really did. You already have Juju and James Washington, who you spent a high draft pick on last year. So I was... But I think Juju really likes playing the slot. So I was reading something about this, and I think, I don't know if this, like, Steelers fan blog conspiracies, they think they're going to let Juju walk. That's ridiculous. And I don't really agree with that, because he was really, he's been really good as long as he's had yeah. a competent quarterback, and that's Oof. been a huge asterisk for Oof. the Steelers. Uh, yeah, our boy Mason Rudolph, not looking so hot um, in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, the Steelers, I, I, like they could they could catch up to the Ravens if Big Ben plays a whole season. But he last video I saw of him, he looked like he had been quarantined for <laughs> a year instead of, like, two months. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you recently expect him to come back and get them close to what the Ravens were. Yeah. Like, he might, but I don't see how you reasonably think that. And, I mean, they're wrong. They had more draft picks than the two guys we listed, but, like, that was all really only two, like, notable picks. So it's, like, they were a fine team last year. Yeah, the quarterback situation sucked, but, like, are they really that much better now? I don't know. I don't know if they're really that much better. That's a great question. So, and the Ravens did not get worse. Yeah. They, they have not got worse this offseason. Right. Um, I loved taking Patrick Queen um in the first round that's a yep that's a great pick for them um it's just like he kept falling and i was like how is no one taking this guy (laughs) it's one of those like this is so obvious just take him and then they finally did jk dobbins kind of looks like justice hills getting the boot um, yeah unfortunately um or he's getting relegated to the third running back until mark ingram retires um but yeah jk dobbins really good um player from ohio state there you got a 
couple defensive players um, with Matabuke and Malik Harrison. Again, really good players. And you got them at good value. You didn't reach for them. Devin DuVernay, I mean, in Texas, his senior year, he was really good. He wasn't that good before. But he's a, a fast, smaller receiver. I do wish the Ravens had a bigger um, pass target for Lamar Jackson. But they apparently really like speed on the offense. And so they went with Devin DuVernay, who is exactly that. So it's just kind of their philosophy. And, hey, it's working. So can't knock it too much. Um, yeah, it didn't look good against Tennessee in the playoffs. But, you know, you chalk it up as a fluke. How many t- how many Tennessee teams are going to be running around? Yeah. Like, that, there's only probably one of those. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, just kind of bet on yourself again. Yep. Just, you know, assume Lamar Jackson can keep doing what he's doing. And the defense somehow got even better, like, with this draft. I think that's – like, with the Steelers can't really say they got significantly better. The Ravens, I feel like somehow their draft, even though they didn't really, really need it, still got better. For sure. Which, that's a that's the mark of a good franchise. Um, there's just no other way around that. I think the Ravens killed that draft. The NFC North. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, this is the funniest one to me. Because I – wow. Um so the Bears, they didn't have a first-round pick because of Khalil Mack, um, which, hey, I like Khalil Mack. But um, so they went uh, second-round Cole Commit um, out of Notre Dame and then cornerback Jalen Johnson out of Utah. That was really it for a team that really needed some talent in fusion. That's all I got. Um, they got another tight end. We'll talk about this in a minute. Um, <laughs> so the Lions, they went um, number three overall. They went with Jeff Okuda, corner out of Ohio State. Second round, they went running back DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Um, and the ESPN talked 10 minutes about his dad, which his dad was jacked. But um, linebacker Julian Okora from Notre Dame and offensive lineman Jonah Jackson from Ohio State. Um, again, pretty solid amount of picks there. That can be helpful right away. Mm. Um, Packers. <laughs> This is where you and I both let out an audible gasp um, when they took Jordan Love in the first round, um, and then second round they went running back AJ Dillon out of Boston College, and then again they had some other picks here, but tight end Josiah Deguara out of I believe it's Cincinnati. Yeah. So there's that, um, and then the Vikings again, kind of like the Ravens walked away with a bunch of picks here. Um, wide receiver Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Corner Jeff Gladney out of uh, TCU. Offense tackle Ezra Cleveland from Boise State. Defense back Cam Dantzler from Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And then defense mm-hmm. lineman James Baylor from, or James Lynch from James Baylor. L- James Lynch from yeah, Baylor. Yeah, James Lynch from Baylor. All right, so Ryan, let's go straight to it. What do you think about this Packers thing? Because you're, you're the local cheesehead. So here's where I land on it. And I kind of was talking to you a little bit before we recorded this podcast about this is that I think you're saying, from a Packers GM perspective, you don't think there's going to be a a quarterback talent that you can draft in the next three years as good as Jordan Love, right? Because ideally, if this team is still good and still competitive, you're drafting in the 28 to 32 range. Yeah. And, like, there's not... Like, thinking about through college football, can you think of any quarterbacks who are going to be halfway decent in the late 30s second round picks that's going to be worth maybe replacing Aaron Rodgers yeah that's tough because the answer is no yeah like uh, Trevor Lawrence is not going to go past one yeah like that's the reality right there's Justin Fields there's not going to be any of this like 
amazing trading up scenario for the Packers because they're not built for that, right? No. Like, they have to kind of draft a backup quarterback for the future. And even if that's, like, upsetting to Aaron Rodgers, you just have to plan for the future. And I made this point to you off air. It's like, Aaron Rodgers had, in this past decade, had, like, three season-ending, or close to season-ending, collarbone breaks. So that those were Packers seasons that were essentially thrown out the window. Yeah. I just think that you have to prepare for the future at some point. Considering how old he is already. and He's 36. His contract ends in two more years. You think Jordan Love gets two years of under Aaron Rodgers, however better he's going to be about this. Yeah. And it like in year three, he's going to get a shot. And then you know if you have something or you don't. Right? Yeah. And maybe some spot backup play when you're blowing someone out, like the Bears. <laughs> That's oh. going to happen twice a year for the next two years. Oh, uh, you know, like just kind of... I hated the pick when it first came across. I was adamant, adamant that night about the Packers trading up to get Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and which now, made the Vikings take even worse. Yeah, but. they pissed me off. I freaking hate the Vikings. <laughs> Kirk Cousins going to overthrow that guy 50 times next season. <laughs> um, and, and, like, in all reality, it's probably the, like, five-year pick that the yeah. Packers need. Because at some point, this thing has a reboot button, and we don't want to be the Patriots. With Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> with Jarrett Stidham, who don't have an answer for a quarterback, right? Yeah. Patriots also have, like, six Super Bowls. <laughs> so, um, you know, like, yeah, it's tough. It's like, do you ride it out borderline too long, or do you kind of get yourself ready for when it comes? And then so when, it, when the day comes, you're ready for it. I, yeah, part of me is like, I think the Packers, I mean, they won 13 games last year. Right. No idea how. Because um, that felt like an 10 or 11 win team. Um, it it just seems like it's open to win a championship. There doesn't feel like that dominant team. Maybe the Chiefs, but like there doesn't feel like there's that dominant team. And part of me, like, just for the sake of just competitiveness, wants them to like take someone who's going to like bolster their chances like now. Of winning, and when we say that, doesn't mean someone who's going to like be out of the league in four years because they have bad knees. That just means like, no, take someone who's got a lot of talent that can help you now. Maybe their ceiling in ten years isn't as high, but like they're really, really good now. Um, So they didn't do that with Jordan Love. And if you want to sell the Jordan Love thing, I can like maybe buy it. Like maybe. I'm having to sell this to myself. (laughs) I just it's it's so hard to do this. Like in. I'm sure there were similar feelings with Favre and then they draft Rodgers yeah. and all that. So like in some way, like Packers fans have lived through this before and seen a pretty good outcome. So you've got to be able to convince yourself like, okay, we've done it once. We can do it again. But you know, lightning only strikes so many times in the same place. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's true. I, I, I don't think Jordan Love, like from what I've seen, like he's got an incredible arm. I don't think he's like a league MVP or can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But can he be, a stop gap maybe after Aaron Rodgers leaves maybe yeah who knows I, he's better than whatever we've had in the past Brett Hundley Deshaun Brett, Kaiser Jesus, <laughs> have you seen tape from when those guys yeah, actually was, stepped on the field that was rough it was a nightmare Cleo yeah. Mack scored like 14 points from Deshaun Kaiser alone <laughs> that's true that's very true wow that that was bad it that was, was bad. horrible yeah those are the type of quarterbacks you get in like the second round um right that's the drop off like, yeah um so in some ways, like I get it. I guess my issues start kicking in more as like as the draft went on. Then, 
where it's like, okay, fine. You got the one guy who's gonna like be your future. Okay, so everyone else needs to be like, I am putting you on the field tomorrow and you are helping me win a championship. And then they go and draft guys that don't do that. I don't, uh, the AJ Dillon pick is more curious to me than the Jordan Love pick. I think I agree with you on Because like, in theory, you have a really good running back in Aaron Jones. He is really good. I don't know, that's not in theory. I think he's a really good running back. But then you have a backup in which you drafted the same year in Jamal Williams. Yes. Who has, and Spot's been good. Yeah. He's a good, he's a really good backup. Yeah. And I don't, like, I don't know what, A.J. Dillon doesn't feel like he compliments either one of those backs to me. Yeah. No, so A.J. Dillon's like 245 pounds. He's like the bruiser, right? Yes. And like, and, like that's what you have Jamal Williams for. Yeah. Like, Aaron Jones is the speed to. Yeah, he is. Like, uh, Jamal, I, unless you think Jamal Williams is walking or has shown signs of distaste with his role, so maybe you have to trade him. Or cut him. I, yeah. I don't I don't know. Like, I don't know what that is. But I, the A.J. Dillon pick in the second round, very curious to me. I would have, I mean, like, if you're going to make that pick, trade. A yeah. second round pick for, I don't know, what? I don't like think DeAndre anyone was. Hopkins, what did the Texans <laughs> take for DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, again? I know. Uh, yeah, but it didn't feel like anyone was taking A.J. Dillon in round two. That was, not like, not a thing. Um, and, yeah, you could trade back and get him. Honestly, yeah. or there were still other like good players on the board. Um, well, the you thing is, taken. you had like two, three six round picks, or two or three six round picks, yeah. and a couple seven round picks. Like you couldn't package those together, move up, package maybe. them all up. I just feel like they, I think they kind of got nervous um, because in the second round, some running backs started coming off the board, like DeAndre Swift, and then Jonathan Taylor came off the board, and then Cam Akers from Florida State came off, and then J.K. Dobbins came off. And I wonder if they were just like, one, I don't really know why they were looking to draft a running back in the first place. But like, for whatever reason they were, and they're like, oh crap, there was just a run on running backs. We've got to get our guy now because we don't have a pick for a while because again, they draft so late in the rounds. But it's like, why even draft a running back? Why draft that running back? Why not trade back for me if you're going to draft that running back? There were just so many questions. And then like, again, there were wide receivers on the board. There were defensive backs on the board. There were there were guys you could have taken otherwise. That probably would have been a lot more helpful to helping your team like win. And like, do you feel great about how the Packers are going to like rush the passer this year? I feel okay about it because like they went out and got I forgot who they went out and signed, but they signed an edge rusher. Rashawn Gary, in theory, comes back better. You still okay. have the two um, Smith brothers, yeah, coming coming in. Like Preston Smith and Zaire Smith, like I feel okay about it. I don't yeah. feel like, oh man, we're the 49ers of the NFC North. I guess then, like, why not just go draft another one? Be like, hey, we're gonna get another one, right? Because like, like, why not? Why not stack the deck? A little yeah, bit more? yeah. Help yourself out. I know the secondary. It seems like the Packers always take a second round corner. Oh Jesus! Every, don't like, get me started so maybe that. like that. That's not the best idea because um, I haven't had a ton of success. With I was that, expecting but. to trade back and then like pick I don't know some random corner out of Iowa. Oh wait, yeah. we do that every other year. <laughs> um, so like you know I don't. Know. It just it felt like a very meh draft for the Packers. Like next year's. I don't feel like Aaron Rodgers should feel any better about his team this year. It's weird because I don't think year. you can, like, f- specifically for the Packers, and some other teams might fall into this category, like the Patriots. It's like, I don't think you can draft or grade this draft after next season. Like it, You're you have to wait, to, like, three or four years. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Before that, it's like, ooh, this like turned out really well. And that's not a bad thing. It's just you have a window. Right. And it's just so hard to win championships. Right. That it, it hurts to just board on like close the window yourself. Rather than it gets closed on you, like they just reached over the and they just yeah he reached out and locked the window. Yeah, he did it himself. Um, part of me, and this is trying to put myself in the shoes of the Packers. What would hurt even more is seeing like what the Vikings did in the draft, which I mean taking Justin Jefferson, who is like your boy. Um, he was so just, good for just a few spots more. Yeah, um, they needed corner help, so they went and drafted two good corners. Um, they needed some offensive line help. They went out and got an they offensive need, lineman. They need a lot of yeah. offensive And don't get wrong, like, Ezra Cleveland does not fix the offensive line right. problems there, but, like, he's it's a helpful. It's in the right direction. Yeah. And then James Lynch, I don't know exactly what he is in the NFL level, but I saw him wreck havoc at Baylor. Right. So I'm just kind of betting that they'll find ways to move him around. They do it with, like, um, Daniil Hunter, too. Like, they just move him around all over to get him, you know, opportune um, positions. So imagine they'll do the same thing with James Lynch. So I, to me... It seems like, even though I don't trust Kirk Cousins, I feel better about the Vikings moving forward than I do the Packers for Honestly, next year. Honestly, like, I'm being 100% straight with you right now. I've loved the Vikings roster more than the Packers roster for the last, like, f- four seasons. Yeah. Because, like, straight up, it's better. Oh, like, if the Packers had, didn't have Aaron Rodgers, then this wouldn't even be a contest. Right. Like, the, the thing is, like, if you just blindly look at this roster, like, the Vikings yeah. objectively have better players. Like, they have yeah. better secondary. They have better defensive line. They, the only thing they're lacking is the offensive line, and that's questionable for the Packers now, too. Yeah. So, and at this rate, you know, they're not worried about the Lions or the Bears or anything. So, like, it's really just it's a two-team race. And I, at this point, I kind of bet on the Vikings. Um, uh, you're really just betting on the two games of the year where Aaron Rodgers is going to outplay Kirk Cousins for a half yeah. or a quarter or whatever it is. Yeah, enough. Enough. Exactly. Um, we'll move on to the AFC South. Um, well, just real quick, the Bears suck. Um, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky's right. fifth year to get picked up. <laughs> and good luck in free agency, you Andy Dalton. And and how they only really got two higher draft picks is amazing. Like, that's just hilarious. And they got another tight end. Another one. They have, like, literally like eight on their roster right now. Didn't they cut someone? And they cut Trey Burton. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Like, that's right. I have no idea what they're doing. Um, that's a disaster. So, um, AFC South. So Colts went wide receiver Michael Pittman out of USC, running back Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, um, DB Julian Blackman, I think, out of like Utah, and then quarterback Jake, Jacob Eason out of Washington. It's kind of an interesting pick. Yeah, I know. Nice little, like, because uh, apparently they don't feel great about Brissett, otherwise they wouldn't have brought in Rivers. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one there. That's the type of, like, he was, I think he was taken, like, in the fifth round, fourth round. That's, like, he slid a little. Um that you, but you take the chance on him. He's like the one type you like take the chance on late. He was, that like, might work out. If you forget, he was starting quarterback for Georgia, got injured. Jake, Jake Fromm. Fromm. Jake Fromm comes in, lights it up, and never loses his yeah. job again. So Jacob Eason, who's from Washington, yes. goes back to the state of Washington to play. Um, for his last year. Yeah. Yep. Um, and played well. So, um, all right, Jaguars. So they went DB, CJ Henderson out of Florida, linebacker, um, Clavon Chasen out of LSU, wide receiver LaVisca Schnault out of Colorado, and defensive lineman Devon Hamilton out of, I believe, Ohio State. Um, and then Texans, they didn't have a first-round pick because they acquired Laramie Tunsil. Mm. Um, they also didn't have other picks because of David Johnson. They brought him in um, in the nuke trade. So with the couple of high-ish draft picks they did have, they picked defensive lineman Ross Blacklock out of TCU. And... 
edge rusher, we'll call him that, um, Jonathan Grenard uh, out of the University of Florida. And the Titans, they went offensive tackle Isaiah Wayne out of Georgia, DB Christian Fulton out of LSU, and running back Darrington Evans out of, I believe, Appalachian State. Hmm, so, yeah. Um, so, I, to me, the, the Colts were like the big winner in this. Yeah, got some talent where they needed it. Like, got some wide receiver help, obviously. Yeah. Like, that's been a question mark. T.Y. Hilton's been the big target there. Like, the only target there. Yeah. <laughs> and then getting Jonathan Taylor to help help out with... Um, Marlon Mar- Mack. Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. It's a pr- I mean, like, the Colts are... I have been a couple pieces away from that championship contention, yeah. and this probably puts them more in that conversation. We would have to see what Philip Rivers yeah. does and how many interceptions he hucks trying to get exactly. his ball down to T.Y. Hilton. But... Um, I, I mean, are the Colts really much different than the Chargers have been the last five years? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel better about this Colts team. I mean, like, you have better coaching, right? Yeah, and also they acquired um DeForest Buckner from right. San Francisco in exchange for the first round pick. That's why they didn't have a first. So it's like, all right, when you think about it that way, also it's like so you got major D line help, you got some more weapons now because before it really was just like T Y Hilton, Zach Pascal, mm. and Marlon Mack. Now you brought in another guy to help out at both positions. And you got, like, a potential guy you could sit like Jacob Eason. And maybe in, like, three or four years, he's actually good. Yeah. He he really does have that kind of potential um, if it works out. Like, there's a little bit of future, a little bit of now um, infused in this, which I really like for Indianapolis. Because, let's be honest, after that Andrew Luck situation, this could have gone downhill really fast. But, like, in, in all... You know, reality like this is this is a pretty good outcome. Yeah, you know, I mean, a couple years later, like a, a year ago, right? Like that. That was was that a year ago? Year or two. Twenty nineteen, I think. Maybe some summer August twenty nineteen, I think. So coming up on a year, um, I, I mean, like they're in the AFC pantheon, AFC South pantheon. They're certainly not the worst team. No, 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 no. I, th- I think Jaguars. I think are still going to be the worst team. And, like, you still have a chance to make the playoffs then. Yeah. Like, that's really it. Like, this division has been so up in the air. Yeah. Like, eight and eight teams, ten and, or, like, nine and seven. seven yeah. I, I think this team could, could get to ten wins. Yeah. And that's probably good enough to win this division at this point. I mean, Tennessee, maybe they recreate what they did last year. I mean, they went out and got another offensive lineman. Um, they lost Conklin. Like, I mean, it's just a good move. They're, right. You're late in the first round. Get a get a big offense tackle. Um. I mean, good DB in Fulton. He's, I don't think he's number one ever, but he's a good number two or three corner. Like, it's just kind of like a, a fairly smart draft for Tennessee. It's right. not groundbreaking. It's just trying to kind it's of the build. the Tennessee thing ever. Yes, like, it is. Building on what you kind of had and kind of trying to keep what you have working. Right. Which, hey, it worked pretty well last year. So, um, there's that. It's the Texans that are like the major step back. And it's part of it's you, you lost Man. Hopkins. So, like... There's not a lot of rebounding from that. I don't, I don't know what the Texans are doing. Like, are they're not, like they're not competing for now. If I had Deshaun Watson, I would be trying to win every game possible. Right. And it doesn't feel like they're trying to win every game right now. It feels now. like they're still rebuilding. Which like, I know their their roster was not constructed for that when he first stepped onto this team. No. No. I yeah. How how Deshaun Watson fell into their lap? I don't know. And then, yeah, like. To me, it's. I feel like Hopkins. Yeah, he had frustrations with the team and and all that, but like he seemed to like still be professional. 
through it all. Your your issue shouldn't have been with Hopkins. Your issue should have been with Fuller and and everyone else who like couldn't do their job. Couldn't the get on the field. Yeah, the offensive line who allowed five hundred sacks. Right. Um, and then Laramie Tunsil kind of came in and fixed that, but like he can only play one position, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> and let's just face it, that defense was not that great. JJ Watt can only play so many games apparently. So, <laughs> I mean, it's weird because like you you refuse to pay the guy that you picked with the number one overall pick. Yep, Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney. And then you trade him, and, like, you don't... Like, there's no... Like, there's not a net gain from it. It's like, like yeah, look at both the Clowney and Nuke trades, and, like, what did we get from that? Because those were two, like, great players. Notable players. Yeah, at least notable, but Hopkins, we know, is a great player. Right. And what did you come away with? David Johnson, who averaged, like, three yards a carry last year for Arizona... And, like, a couple of extra picks. It feels like you should be drafting like the Vikings did when yes. you trade that type of talent. Yeah. Like, yeah, what they like what the Vikings got back for, like, Stephon Diggs. Like, a first-round pick and, like, a swap uh, for a second or yeah, something like, like that, Yeah, like, right? real opportunity. Right. Um, real draft capital. And somehow the Texans didn't. They got finessed hard. Um, Again, I still stand by the fact that Bill O'Brien had a list of NFL teams in alphabetical order, <laughs> called Arizona and said, what can you do for DeAndre Hopkins? And they were like, I don't know, a second round pick off the top of my head. And we don't want David Johnson anymore. He was like, so give us a fourth along with DeAndre Hopkins and we'll give you David Johnson. <laughs> like, all right. All right. Sounds great. And never called anybody else. That's, that's that feels like exactly what happened. Um, I, I would not be surprised if the Texans win like five games next year. Deshaun Watson's so good. Man. That part of me is like, he'd win more than that. But part of me is like, I mean, he's he can't do everything. At what point does he ask for a trade? Because I would be already... Tomorrow. Com- I would um, already be asking for a trade yes. for him. Right? I, it's, it, I think it's going to look really rough this year. It's going to be like five, six, seven wins. That, I mean, the Jaguars, I still don't have a ton of confidence in them. But, you know, like, that. okay, you're better than the Jaguars. Like, what has that ever meant? No. So, Except you know, for one year. Yeah. So, I, to me, like, this is anyone's division still, but it just doesn't feel like the Texans. It's not the Texans. <laughs> it's not the Texans, yeah. Um, so then NFC South. Uh, so the Bucks uh, went uh, offensive tackle Tristan Worfs out of Iowa, defensive back Antoine Winfield Jr. out of Minnesota, running back uh, Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt, and wide receiver Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. Falcons went corner A.J. Terrell out of Clemson and defensive line Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. Panthers went defensive lineman Derek Brown, defensive end uh, Yatur Gross Matos out of Penn State, and safety Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois. And the Saints went offensive lineman Cesar Rees from Michigan, linebacker Zach Bond from Wisconsin, and tight end Adam Troutman from Dayton. That's the NFC South. So, I mean, pretty obviously the Bucks were drafting with Tom Brady in mind. Yeah, I went mean, like the line. Antoine Winfield Jr., He's been a solid player at Minnesota. Yeah. Tyler Johnson is sneaky good wide receiver. Yeah. Like I feel also like, out of Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just he didn't get enough love. Like the he ran a slow forty. Yeah. Like he ran like a four six, which is not good. But do catches like everything. Yeah. So, I mean, like if this offense is gonna not like it needs more weapons, but it's gonna be useful to have another mm-hmm. like fifth six wide receiver fifth six option in that. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, he might be because 
yeah, we're including tight ends here. Like OJ Howard's really good. Cameron Brate's really good. So Mike Evans, of course. Godwin just let the world on fire this year. So it's like, okay, yeah, he's like the fifth option offensively. But, you know, you drafted him in like the fifth round. So, like, that's fine. And yeah. he's actually still a really good football player. Whereas, like, the Cowboys drafted, like, their fourth best, like, offensive pass catch for this year with the 17th overall pick. Right. Like, that's kind of the discrepancy, like, we were talking about earlier. Like, yeah, C.D. Lamb's obviously better than Tyler Johnson, but, like, drafting Tyler Johnson in the fifth round. Is not the 17th. Same. Yeah. The same. So, um, but, like, so, yeah, a couple weapons for Brady, offensive line help for Brady, and then that secondary needs some help. So, they got a, one of the better secondary um, players in the draft. So, that's a pretty successful draft. It's not the sexiest draft ever, but it's a good draft by the Bucks. Um, the Falcons, what they they need some help. So only getting a couple draft picks early that on hurts. that hurts. Even if Terrell and Davidson are good, right? You you just need more talent on that team. That's gonna be the hard part there. I found it really interesting. The Panthers went with all defensive players for every single draft pick, not just the ones we listed, but for literally every single draft pick. I mean, they need a lot of help on that side, yeah. right? Like the, uh, oh, who is it? The linebacker who retired this year. Um, Keekly. Luke Keekly, Luke Keekly, yeah. thank you. Um, that hurts. Uh, but like their defensive line obviously needed to be revamped. And yeah. They did went and did that. Yeah. I mean, you got to give Matt Rule some credit. He saw a problem. He went and fixed it. Right. Or, you know, tried to fix it. Um, yeah, I think it was kept being passed around like they were 29th in like yards allowed or something. Um, and like they have weapons. Like you brought in Bridgewater, so you're, that's a you know I probably an upgrade at quarterback. Um, quarterback. Yeah. yeah, at worst he's competent. He's good. Um, Christian McCaffrey, you know, really good running back. And then they got some wide receiver weapons um, there. They got enough. Robbie Anderson, um, we mentioned he got brought in from the Jets this off season. Mm-hmm. So like there there's enough on offense to make you think this is so going to be a at least fine offense next year for Carolina. It was the defense. So, I mean, Derek Brown was widely viewed as a top 10 pick. I So it's just like you made the right selection every time. You probably just made like kind of a safe, but probably the right pick um, moving forward. So like that's solid. It's the Saints one that's kind of interesting me because like Zach Bond was widely viewed as like a late first, early second round talent that they got in the third round. Cause he had like the diluted sample. Oh, right, um, right, right. And he's like, I just drank a bunch of water, guys. It's fine. <laughs> I have no idea if that's true or not. Um, part of me is like, that's probably not true. Fits but, right in with the Saints uh, culture. Yeah. Um, but you know what? He's a really good football player who they got in the third round. That's true. Cesar Ruiz, he's like probably a center or guard. But they needed some offense line revamping need, them. Yep. And you know what? They did it. Yeah. And then Adam Troutman, um, tied in out of Dayton. I would have loved for the Patriots to take him instead of like Dalton Keene. Um, Probably even over the other tight end also, but he was really good. I mean, I know he played at Dayton, but tight ends like you can kind of tell when they're yeah. when they're a little different. Um, and again, got him good value late third round. So again, they didn't have a lot of high draft picks, but they made the best out of what they had. And I think all those guys are gonna, like going to help this team next year. And for a team that was already good, this is just it's borderline like that. You just got richer. Rich got richer. Right. Um, conversation there. So it's probably their division to lose um, again at this point. Oh, so, for sure. I don't. I mean, unless I'm, the Bucks, like unless them. Tom Brady like really lights it up, but probably that's going to depend on like how that defense is going to look too. Breeze Brady twice a year is going to. be That's so going to be really special. fun. Yeah, that game might be like fifty-two forty-five. Yeah, um, which would be awesome. I want to see that. Um, we'll go over to AFC West, and then we just got the NFC West to finish up. So Broncos, they went 
wide receivers, Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Judy from Alabama, Hamler from Penn State. Center Lloyd Cushenberry of LSU and tight end Albert. I'm not going to say his last name. I have no idea how you say it. Um, the tight end out of Missouri. Um, they call him Big O. So Big O. There you go. Look uh, up his last name Oakwa, and try to pronounce it. Oakwa Boonham? I don't know. That probably wasn't even close. Um, it's not bad. So I think that was the white guy way of saying it. Um, but It's better than my first time trying to pronounce Giannis's last name. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, so the Chargers... They made one of those like this is this is our guy. They went quarterback Justin Herbert out of Oregon, yeah. the top six pick. Um, that's a thing. They traded back up um, from the Patriots traded out to get linebacker Kenneth Murray out of <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma, and they went running back um, Josh Kelly. And he got out of like UCLA or something. Um, after that, um, so that's the thing. Chiefs they went running back Clyde Edwards Hilaire out of LSU. That's such a good pick for yeah. them. Um, when. I remember, like, they were talking to Andrew Reid about it after, and they're like, a lot of scouts compare him to, compare him to like, Brian Westbrook, who he had he's in like, Philly. He's, he's like, like, better. Yeah, he's better than that. Um, and I was like, wow, for Andy Reid to be saying that, and he loved Westbrook. Right. That's cool. Um, they went linebacker Willie Gay out of Mississippi State, and then offensive tackle Lucas Niang out of TCU. The Raiders went with a bunch of speed. Um, they went Henry Ruggs, um, Lynn Bowden, and Brian Edwards at wide receiver. Although now they're listing Bowden at running back. Uh, so Ruggs is from Alabama. Bowden is from Kentucky, but he was a wide receiver at Kentucky. And then his last year there, he had to play quarterback because everyone got hurt. And they basically just ran the option. Um, That's amazing. And he ran for like 1,500 yards. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was incredible. Like he completed less than 50% of his passes. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever. It kind of worked, though, um, at Kentucky. So they drafted him. And Brian Edwards is out of South Carolina. He's a big um, six, like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, receiver. And also, though, they went defensive backs, Damon Arnett and Tanner Muse. So the first round they picked Ruggs at like 12. And then they got Arnett at like 19. Um so their pick um, and another they got. So neither Ruggs or Arnett were viewed as like that high on like most people's draft boards. Right. Um, so they both felt like reaches a little bit, especially the Ruggs one where it's like you could have had Judy or Lamb um, who were widely viewed as better, but Ruggs had the faster 40 time at the combine. So that's exactly why the Raiders drafted him because <laughs> that's just what they do. That's um, like been Mike Mayock's MO is like over like reaching for yeah. like his guys in the last that's why he's a perfect fit to get um hired by the raiders as their gm <laughs> um yeah just incredible so um let's go back to that Chargers one real quick that's the one where you're shaking your head a lot man justin herbert i watched some oregon games this year and thought Hmm, he's a nice college quarterback. <laughs> and that's a nice way of saying, I don't think he's going to make it in the NFL for very yeah. long. Like, I, to me, I don't know, it just feels like these, we get, like, we get through the college season, and then we have this period of time where, like, scouts and all these people start hyping up these quarterbacks. And Mitch Trubisky fell into this <laughs> like category for me, too. Uh-oh. It's like... What what are you talking about? This guy at Oregon couldn't throw for like I don't know five hundred yards against Oregon State, who's one of the worst yeah. programs yeah. in Pac twelve, and like Trubisky at like in the ACC and when he was at North Carolina, like what was his major accomplishment there? Yeah, like what was Justin Herbert like watching him play in the Rose Bowl? He couldn't complete anything, 
And it's not like Wisconsin had this like world world beater of a defense. Yeah. Like it's not like an NFL caliber defense. So like I I just have a lot of hesitations about Herbert and like I I know this like the pot ke- calling the kettle black uh, with like Jordan Love getting picked by the yeah. Packers. I get it. But like for the 6th pick it's different than the 26th pick. Right? Cuz if you miss on the 26th pick, people are like, "All right, that sucks." Whatever. But like the, I, you miss it on top 10 pick and it's a quarterback, everyone remembers it. I just feel like there were two quarterbacks in this draft, and Burrow and Tua. Yeah. And they just missed out on either yeah, one. Cuz Tua went 5 and they were drafting 6. So, part of it's like, you know, trade back like 10 spots and you can still probably get Justin Herbert. Cuz who else is taking him at that point? I mean, would the Raiders take him? Off All chance. All right. Okay. <laughs> like, whatever. Then you get Jerry Judy. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Or, like, like you get some version. Maybe you end up getting Justin Jefferson instead. Yeah, ex- fine. I, honestly, like, they kind of already said, like, they're rolling with Tyrod Taylor this year. Um, yeah. Isn't that? So, like, they're, so you're not even saying Herbert's going to play this year. If I'm getting a top 10 quarterback, unless there's, like, an injury thing with, like, Tua, I want them playing. Right. And he's he's not playing. And because you're saying he's not ready. Well, then why do you draft him in the top 10? <laughs> if he's not ready. And you're right. With Oregon, like, that was kind of the fault. It was like, he throws a nice ball. Like, of course, because he's a high major college quarterback. Of course he does. Um, but, like, he never, like, he wasn't going to be like, I'm going to go win this game right now. Yeah. There, there's, that, not, there, like, there's not that spark about there him. There was that, like, there, we watched that. What was it Auburn game at the beginning of the year? Yeah, and it just never cl- like ne- watching that game. It just never clicked. Like I never saw like a top. He was never the star. He, right, he's not the star. And like from a franchise that's had Philip Rivers, who's been kind of like that leader, leader. Um, he's not that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just like, I, like I, he, I get the theory. Like he's the third best quarterback on your draft most draft boards. Yeah, we so, need a quarterback. We're at number six. We're going to take him. Yeah, I guess. I just, I, I would rather draft trade back. And then their other pick, well, this is the first round, right? And yeah, Kenneth, Kenneth Murray, because he's 23 overall, because the Patriots traded out. And I know I'm a, we're both Oklahoma State fans. I get it. But, like, watching some of the OU games, like, I never thought, like, Kenneth Murray was this, like, dominant linebacker. I mean, he's everywhere. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's because the defensive linemen for Oklahoma just get blown off the ball, and the running back, like Chuba Hubbard, is not getting touched until the six yards past the line of scrimmage. Right. It's like, that's kind of the problem with. And like he was like the leading tackler of OU. That was like the big thing. He was well, of tackling. course he was. Yeah, of course. Because he played like, in the middle, and there was just a wide open gap right down the middle of the field every single time when he played OU. It was, so him and um, Jordan Brooks, who went to Seattle, um, will be very interesting to test cases for who do the linebackers who just make a thousand tackles in the big 12 succeeded in the nfl is it because like they make a thousand tackles because the big 12 has you know 100 plays a game per team right whereas like in a wisconsin game there's like 100 like possessions (laughs) or like snaps like in total they reached that in like game three (laughs) (laughs) you know like whereas like literally like oklahoma's running 100 plays a game Right. They're like Oklahoma State's running like close to 100 plays a game. Like that's just kind of so. Yeah, there are tackles to be had. Um, like don't get me wrong, he was a really good college player. I would if you take a chance on him in rounds like two, three, four. All right, cool. But to trade back up into the first round, 
Like you're telling me he's it's like an gonna, expensive linebacker. Yeah, you're you're thinking he's gonna like captain your defense, up and I mean, don't get me wrong. He seems like personality wise he can do that, but like I just don't know if the play is gonna be there. Yeah, I just I don't know. I hesitate, and I know like OSU fans, all that stuff. I get it, but those two picks, first round picks, were pretty questionable for me. Like if I don't. I don't know what you do with those picks. Like, if you would have traded those for something else. Yeah. Like, right? Like an actual player. Yeah. Yeah, you probably could have got more. Yeah. Chargers, they've had a weird offseason. Like, you let Rivers go. You're saying, like, we're going to roll with Taylor for a bit, at quarterback, and then you draft. They're just, like, confusing direction. Right. For, like, what are they trying to be? Right. Are they trying to tank? Maybe. And maybe they're just not saying it. And maybe that's what they're doing. Right. If that's it, they're probably doing a pretty good job. So. <laughs> but, like, taking Justin Herbert and then tanking for what you would think would be your franchise quarterback and... Uh, Trevor Lawrence Trevor or Lawrence. Justin Fields or yeah, someone else. That doesn't make sense either. Yeah. So unless you think there's, like, some great defensive end or something coming out or offensive line. I don't know. But you don't do that. Right. For those guys. Right. There's not going to... I don't think there's a Chase Young next year. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a it was a weird draft for the Chargers. Ever since I moved to LA, it just they they don't know what they're doing anymore. <laughs> they they don't really have any fans anymore that show up to their games. They've given up hope. They're like we're not beating Patrick Mahomes in the next twelve years. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speaking of Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs um, had a really nice draft, right? <laughs> I mean, because they're not bringing back McCoy. They're just yeah. not. Why, why would you right. at this point? Um, Edwards Hilaire and Williams will be enough at running back. You still get Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't really feel like that team got worse, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. W- Willie Gay is a really talented linebacker out of Mississippi State. He missed um, about half the year because he was suspended because of, like, he misused a tutor at Mississippi <laughs> State. That was just, like, he, he kind of cheated. Um, whatever. I don't care. Dude's You're like, not in college anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude's really talented. So, you know what? I, I like the pick, and you just assume things will work out in the NFL. For sure. And Lucas Niang. He's not the best tackle. That's why he's in the third round. But the big stat is, like, he didn't allow a sack at TCU in, like, three years. So it's like, you know what? You need someone to win pass block for Patrick Mahomes? Here's gotcha. a guy. <laughs> um, so that, that's the thing. Like, team got better. Yeah. That's it. Team got better um, for in for really inexpensive ways. So yeah. that's just a win. Um, I don't really want to talk about the Raiders. I don't care. They the drafted all speed. Broncos, to me, had another weird draft. Is like, they got some speed, sure, and, like, some offensive help. That's, like, really all they did, though. But, like, you still don't have a quarterback? I, I think they think Drew Locke is the guy. Sure. Yeah. Which, to me, that's, like, the same as, like, the Patriots saying Stidham's the guy. It's like, like no. I don't feel any better about one or the other right now. Um, maybe Locke is a slightly better player, but, like, I feel better about the Patriots system. So, like, I don't know what to do with that. They're basically, they're saying, we're just going to give you some weapons to Cortland Sutton. Um, and then now they got Jerry Judy on the other side. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. That's good. Like, I like that. Um, Melvin Gordon, when signed Melvin yeah. Gordon offseason. Gordon, you saw it. Philip Lindsay, um, KJ Hamler can be another nice third wide receiver or something. Um, they got Albert Big O at tight end now. Like, they've got they've got some th- stuff there. That's cool. But I, I still don't feel like they're winning more than, like, six games. I feel like they spent, like, a first-round pick on a tight end last year. Guy, um, the kids yeah, yeah. Um, fan. No fan. Yeah. yeah. So it's like my fantasy team. I yeah. don't like that. Stay away from <laughs> so, my fantasy team. <laughs> um, all right, cool. You got like five different guys you can like legit throw the ball to now. That's really great. Um, can Drew Locke stand up long enough to throw the pass? Is that a thing? Um, and yeah, I don't 
I mean, Vaughn Miller's still there on defense. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of like an uninspiring team, but like maybe there's a glimmer of hope on offense now. But, you know, that's not beating the Chiefs. It's like maybe better than the Chargers. It's maybe better than the Raiders. I don't know. Yeah, it's literally the Chiefs and then the three others are yeah, just like it, There's like a such a clear divide yeah. between like Chiefs are like tier one and like everyone else is in like tier three. Yeah. Like there's like a full tier gap between yeah. the Chiefs and the rest of their um, division. Really good way to put it. And then last but not least, the NFC West. Um, this is this is a really interesting division because a lot of their draft capital was spent on trades. And uh, yet some of the teams still came away with some um, good young players also. So the 49ers won, most notably, they traded for Trent Williams, um, mm-hmm. which, I mean, don't don't blame them for doing that. Um, they lost Joe Staley, who announced retired. after the draft that he retired. Yep. So they, they probably knew that ahead of time. Um, so that was smart to replace him. Um, with like a third round pick too didn't go up a lot um, and then they drafted Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina um, in the first round and then also they traded back up into the first round to draft wide receiver Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State the Cardinals so most notably they traded for DeAndre Hopkins um, and yet they still got Isaiah Simmons linebacker out of Clemson a number 8 overall how you didn't have to go up the number 8 pick to get DeAndre Hopkins is an, is incredible and then using it to draft a guy like that is also incredible right like just nailed it um pick Josh Jones tackle out of Houston and defense line they got Lucky um Fotu out of Utah and going to address like the lines up front probably a good idea Rams they didn't have a first round pick cuz they got Jalen Ramsey mm. mid-year um take that for what you will and so second round they went cam Akers out of florida state running back and third round they went wide receiver van jefferson out of florida um it's kind of an uninspiring draft um but we'll talk about it here in a minute and seahawks another one of those guys we mentioned earlier when we were talking about kenneth murray went linebacker jordan brooks out of texas tech the first round and then they went um defensive end darrell taylor and, and tight end colby parkinson taylor out of tennessee and parkinson out of stanford um again jordan brooks is one of those like he made a thousand tackles at texas tech yeah but is it going to mean anything because texas tech's defense was trash for four years <laughs> every year he was there yeah, garbage bad. defense really bad. is that his fault Probably you know, not. not necessarily because there were 10 other guys in the field but okay making 100 tackles on a team that's really bad on defense what does that mean eh. maybe you're just like it's like in theory you're getting more reps of being in the right spot at the right time yeah. and like it's against speed so i don't know i mean he's fast he's fast of course he's fast because he went to texas tech right like that's just the thing um i don't know yeah I, maybe it works but i don't know if the seahawks really got better in this draft which is like kind of disappointing because again you, it feels like they're kind of wasting russell wilson at this point it feels a lot like mm-hmm. kind of like those brett Favre years with the <laughs> packers it was like how did what how did they not win more than one super bowl exactly like, like what happened and like that defense russell wilson marshawn lynch like how do you just not do more it's crazy how like that core is just like broken up now yeah, right exactly like no more earl thomas cam chancellor's out of the league mm-hmm. richard sherman's now in your rival on your rival yeah um yep. You had guys like immediately leaving for other teams, like after yeah. that, like Super Bowl run and everything. Like, basically, like I think they saw Bobby Wagner. That's like it. Yeah, that's really <laughs> it. Yeah, that, I think that's like one of because they like rebuilt that secondary. Yeah, like they traded for um, Davion Clowney and stuff. Um, so yeah, like it's it's weird that 
they they kind of just are where they are. Like they're still a good team. Like right. they were drafting late in the first round, but it it just goes back to the point of like you only have so many years where you can win a Super Bowl. You when you're there, you can't screw it up, or right. you got to go for it. It's not like the NBA where you probably have like a four four year window. You got like a one or two. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, if it didn't work out in that one or two, maybe you've still got enough pieces to where you can get yourself back there in a couple more years. But, like, I don't know if this it, draft helped them get back to it that cycles either. so quickly in the NFL. Yeah. Like, so quickly, right? Yeah. Um, That's why there's there you can't just stay good for a while. Right. Like, staying good for eight years doesn't really do you a lot if you keep getting bounced in the second round. So, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with Seattle. Like, Maybe these guys are good. Maybe they're helpful. But do they put them over the edge again, get them back to being favorites? Probably not. I, don't, I still don't know if they're the best team in the NFC West. Yeah, I mean, like, you feel like the Cardinals are catching them, like, with their draft. Uh, like the Cardinals said, are coming up quick. They essentially used a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Who wouldn't do that? Like, Who wouldn't spend a top-ten pick on DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> exactly. And you also get Isaiah Simmons, who's, like, a coveted defensive player who's kind of yeah. like a multi-tool type of player um and getting uh, some offensive line help and defensive line help after that i think the rams had i mean like they're still feeling remnants of like that championship chase yeah of of trying to extend their window and their window is like shut now i think they're the worst team in this division like i think i like why what about jared goff gives you confidence that he's going to play better than um kyler murray nothing absolutely nothing Sean McVay gives you more confidence, if, if that. Yeah, I mean, like... Cliff but Cliff is really good, too. He's been really good. Um, it, speaking of which, did you see those beams coming about Cliff Kingsbury's house? Oh, my God. That's an incredible house. Um, shout out to that guy. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just, like, I think you're right. Like, the Rams are not as good as they were a couple seasons ago. I don't know what that does for them in terms of, like, mindset for this next upcoming season yeah um like are you like do you figure like four games in when you're two and two are you really like chasing what are you chasing after at yeah. that point i mean i when i say the worst team like they might be the worst team at like four or five wins yeah but, but like i don't think they're gonna be like a one or two win team right, but right. like i yeah i just i guess there's nothing on that roster that inspires confidence in me like cooper cup's a nice player Cooper Cook gets hurt a lot. Robert Woods is a nice player. Robert Woods gets hurt a lot. <laughs> um, defensive, like, of course, Aaron, Aaron Donald's amazing. But, like, it's kind of the same thing we've talked about with other guys. Like, they can't do it all themselves. Right. Like, they can be an anchor on that defense. But, like, you got to have more guys who can make plays. Like, Jalen Ramsey's nice. But, like, at the end of the day, like, Jalen Ramsey can get beat just as much as, you know, Anybody, a lot of guys. Right. He might just make a few more plays um, and, and a couple opportunities. So, like, I guess I just don't feel great about a lot of what they have. Um, and teams kind of seem to have figured them out a bit now. It's been a few years um, since they made that Super Bowl against the Patriots and lost. Well, like the big thing, like is play action, like having a solid run game. And since they haven't had a solid run game, like it doesn't it, work. It doesn't work. And so maybe like Cam Akers helps that a little bit, but he's not the workhorse that Todd Gurley no. was. Like they still have like Brown, and they drafted Henderson last year, in, like the fourth round out of Memphis. Um, like they've got like. A bunch of like really good like number two and three running backs, but again that doesn't help that play action offense. Right. Um, so that's just like the tough part. Like what's going to work on the field? Like they may even if they you do think they have some nice pieces, what's going to work on the field? And I just don't see a ton working to the point of like they're going to be able to catch up 
with like the 49ers like or the Seahawks like I still think both of those teams have good enough defenses to like take the Rams out of a game yeah so Cardinals like we said like they're catching up faster than you realize they are if Kyler Murray takes a step not not like you know Lamar Jackson step but like just like a step he's still a really good quarterback um he's he's better than what they've had in the past right yeah And and like the 49ers I think are still the best team in this division and adding Javon Javion Kenlaw. Yeah. I might have mispronounced his first name. Sorry. Um, like that's just adding to like what they already yeah. have in wealth of pass rush. Yeah. So like just like teams that did well. So like the 49ers, like it could have gone really poorly when you consider like they lost Joe Staley, DeForest mm. Bunkner, and Emmanuel Sanders. And yet all three guys they brought in are replacements for every single one of those. Like not a lot of teams who can say like we lost three of our top like 10, ten, yeah, players, yeah. key pieces. It's like we replaced them all adequately or above adequately, and the 49ers did that. Like that's a win, right? Uh, that's a successful draft at the end of the day for San Francisco. Like the Chiefs are winners. Like the Cardinals are winners. Like there are some teams like very clear. Like you just got upgrades. Like you just had major successes. Like the Bengals. You know, Andy Dalton's not your quarterback anymore. Um, the Ravens, Saints. Like rich got richer type of situations vikings colts you may have overtaken your division now mm. but like teams like the rams and stuff like if you're not moving forward it kind of feels like you're moving backwards at yeah. this point like the eagles bears texans raiders like you're not helping yourself it didn't feel like you helped yourself in the draft maybe you drafted some nice football players guys that may be on your team in like three four or five years but like they're not helping you win games really they're just nice pieces and in the day like i don't it's it's the draft like you have so many picks you got to make some of them count you got to take some swings and there are some teams that are really good at that and know how to maneuver and trade and make deals like the cardinals proved in this draft i wouldn't say historically they're good at it but like they figured some stuff out recently they figured out how to not spend all their picks to get like one player yeah right they just like they make the smart move make smart pick and you build around the actually good players not just guys that like, oh, they're a nice piece. No, they're like, are they really good or are they not? Okay, then we're not spending a top 15 pick on them if they're not really good. Right. Like they just, there are some teams that have figured out the draft and some teams that like still haven't. <laughs> There's just, it seems so rudimentary, but like it seems so obvious like which teams did well in the draft and which teams did not. The Packers are like one of those middle teams that's like, it depends on your philosophy. Yeah. If they did well or not, I guess like with the Jordan Love thing. But, like, after that, you can say they had a bad draft. Yeah, I would say. Sure. But, like, Jordan Love might save the draft. And, like you said, it's going to be three years before we figure out if that was a good pick or not. Maybe even four or five years. Um, Patriots, like, not drafting a quarterback. Was that a good move? Was not drafting Jordan Love a good move? Who I don't knows? know. We'll find out in three, four, five years. <laughs> when but, Jordan Love actually plays. Yeah. So, like, it's hard to criticize, like, some of these middling teams. And I don't mean to just say our teams are middling because I don't like to be middling. I don't want to be middling. Because I want to win. Sucks. Yeah, I want to win Super Bowls. That's what I'm used to. It's <laughs> all we've done in my lifetime is win well, Super Bowls. <laughs> get ready for a big world of disappointment. <laughs> oh, oh. The rest, rest of us football fans who aren't guaranteed a division championship every year <laughs> for the I, last 20 years. <laughs> I guess the Packers have been pretty close to that. In all honesty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, you've always had a good quarterback. It feels like. Um, now the team aspect of it should be thrown oh, no. out the window. That's why quarterback's most important position. Yeah. That's why the Jordan Love thing like might work. 
it might be why San or not San Diego, Los Angeles and Chargers like look like idiots in three years if Justin <laughs> Herbert doesn't work. Right. Um, or why like you know like the Cardinals are all of a sudden like super on the rise because they picked Kyler Murray last year and it's working so far. Yeah, they were like, oh, that's Josh Rosen guy. Not what we thought. Not good. So you know what? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sometimes, we made a mistake. Time to move on. And there are teams that can admit mistakes, learn from it, and move on. And then teams like, like the Bears. Who like still have Trubisky on their team and like he's still the starter. No, he's our guy. I yeah. swear. He's our guy. And then they declined the fifth year option. We didn't we didn't accept his fifth year option and we went and traded for a Super Bowl winning quarterback. <laughs> but he's still our guy. Believe me, he's our guy. Again, it's still amazing that like teams can't figure some stuff out, Ryan. <laughs> I I feel like the Justin Herbert pick, it feels like Josh Rosen to me. All over uh, it, it does, right? Doesn't it? It does. Like, in theory, they're really, really good. Like, they can throw a football around. But, like, at the NFL level, like, there's just something different. You need to be a quarterback. Yeah, like, in the draft, or like, at the combine, they look really nice because there's no defender Defenders. within 500 yards of anybody. Yeah, because Aaron Donald's not breathing down your throat, <laughs> like, coming after you. Yeah, I bet it's really easy to throw a football in. Like, just wait. And without a timer to figure out, like, what play to call. Yeah. And yeah. Audible at the last second. Yeah. I guess Jared Goff doesn't have to do that. Cause <laughs> Sean McVay does it for him. <laughs> um, that's, that's for another day. <laughs> but, you know, like, at the end of the day, like, I, I enjoyed having this draft because it was nice breaking up the quarantine routine mm, of, for sure. of everything. But then in some ways, I just get more frustrated. It's just more frustrating because the dra- like from the draft at the start of the season is so far. Yeah. Like you're like, I just want to see these guys like start playing to just like rub it. I'm I'm waiting to figure out which fourth round pick the Patriots like cut before the season even starts because like we always do that. Like we draft someone and like, all right, you know, what? no, we made a mistake. We're just cutting ties. Oh, with drafting the, the the kicker with the yeah what all was right up with tattoo. That? <laughs> he said it was like um if you're still listening by this point props to you um he had like the tattoo he got like like the end of high school or something and he's like thought i was like just like a go america basically like yeah freedom it turned out to be like an alt-right group Uh (laughs) he got tattooed like on. hold on what pick what what he was like a fifth round pick we drafted a fifth round kicker from like marshall and <laughs> who like by some wasn't even like a top five kicker in the I'm draft. I'm convinced the dog made more picks than Belichick actually. Oh, a hundred percent true. Right. Um, and the GM's just like, what? What is that? All right, we'll trust you, Bill. <laughs> and Bill's rushing back, and he's like, oh crap. <laughs> I missed another one. <laughs> uh, I guess I can go back to retiring. We might be on that auto draft feature. Oh, <laughs> we might be there. So. I don't think you could auto draft that safety from the <laughs> from Lenore <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> Kyle Duggar. Oh, some people think he was good. Like some people think he was worth the second or third on pick, but probably just like, all right, I'll, I'll trust whoever because I haven't seen a second of game film of Kyle Duggar. Has anybody like? Uh, That's the thing. Like, part of me is like, if you were that good, why have I never heard of you? And like, I know I don't follow the NFL draft as closely. I follow like the NBA draft. I know there can be NBA draft guys that pop up that like other people are like I have no idea who that is and I'm like yeah, oh like, trust me <laughs> he, this is the greatest player since <laughs> you know Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> but, this guy's a great value at 47. <laughs> Malik Fitz out of St. Mary's College. Um, I really like Malik Fitz. Um, but that's the point. Like I I understand like I'm not so in depth with this world as I am in NBA. But, like I still feel like I'm pretty up to date for the most part. Like I just rattle like all those names off and 
I, I didn't have like the university listed for any of those guys. I yeah, just had the name. That was the most impressive thing about <laughs> um, this podcast. And, like I, I can still stay up to date with this stuff. And yet I, I had no idea who he was. Right. Like at the Patriot Action, I'm, I'm like, who? <laughs> and they showed me game film and, really quick. and they explained who he was and everything. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> it's the most Patriots pick ever, right? It a hundred percent is. Um, so yeah, I just, maybe the guy will be great. The Patriots always make defensive guys look great. Mm. Um, mm. and maybe, you know, um, what, what's his name? What's the offensive coordinator? Um, oh, McDaniels, McDaniels, Josh McDaniels will make the offense look good enough. Maybe that's what happens. And that's why we didn't really address the offensive side I of the ball. I think it's going to be a rude awakening for everyone in New England, how much Tom Brady covered up for that team. Yeah. Well, like last year, like he was throwing to nobody besides Julian Edelman and James White. He was literally throwing to like a backup linebacker, right? Converted. He Landon Roberts was literally playing like fullback slash tight end yeah. and getting like targets, like not in the red zone. <laughs> it's not like a Mike Vrabel situation. <laughs> like, like this is a real thing. Like this. Like we handed in the ball in like fourth and one on like a crucial down, like I think crucial when play. You play. The Jets and it's like a six to three game <laughs> in the fourth Patri- quarter. <laughs> Patriots fans are like, oh, we suck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, we talk again. This is like before, like Brady and Bledsoe and everything. Um, like that ten-year window after like the Super Bowl run in the eighties, mm. and like we're like it was bad. Yeah, um, was bad. we're we're getting into that again. And you know what? Parmy wants to trust Bill Belichick. Parmy's like Bill Belichick isn't going to be here in five years. Man, I I have Mc- a lot of respect for Bill Belichick, but he I do too. He doesn't win any championships without Tom Brady. Like flat out straight possibly. In end of statement. Parmy's like maybe he wins one, but it's again it's so hard to win one. This is what we've been talking about with a lot of these teams. It's so hard to Let win one. Win six. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You gotta really appreciate then how hard it is to win that many. And um, be competitive for as long as the Patriots were. I mean, like, there's very few franchises who have been competitive. Like, in any sport, let alone football. How good the like ravens are like they were in and out of com- being competitive during that entire f- time frame yeah no, like there were years where, like they were like a mid you know like bad they you know, were pick. Bad. so like that just goes to prove like they're one of the better franchises like right. a, probably a top five franchise right. like the steelers like haven't always been great like it's just kind of the way it is the steelers like their window feels like closed like five years ago looking back at it now um but they're still like good right but like what does that really mean you know, you get some, some like later draft picks. You still like put out a good product, but like, what does that really get you at the end of the day? Uh, uh what? One or two Super Bowls? Um, of two, two, yeah, two since like 2000. Yeah. So like, okay, that's great. Honestly, that's actually a lot of success. That's really, good. um, compared to a lot of franchises, but I don't, it seems like the teams that like, if you're close, go for it. The Ravens, like, they went for it. Like, they got some, like, really good players in the draft because they know they're so close. Like, they're not that far from beating the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs, like, again, really uh, still found upgrades because you, you won it once and you have a real shot to win it again. Right. So, like, you keep, like, retaining guys as much as you can and then still making upgrades where you can. And they're doing it. Like, those are the type of teams that's like, uh, you you get it. Right. Like, you figured it out. And there are teams like, I don't, I don't know, um, some of them we've been talking about where it's like the Chargers and stuff where it's like you just don't get it yet Texans you don't get it yet oh man the Texans have not gotten it for a long time a lot of teams it's like you've you've never been there so maybe that's why you don't get it <laughs> I mean like the, the Jaguars have been like in and out of contention like essentially every team like the, 
Panthers went to a Super Bowl at the beginning of the Patriots run. Oh my god! Lost to the <laughs> Patriots, and towards the end of the Patriots run, went to a Super Bowl and lost. Yeah, Again, not against the Patriots, of course, but like they were well in and out of contention. They had a first overall pick like, in between that time. It was like a fifteen, like ten, fifteen year window. Right. Like in between, it's hard. It's really hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to win. Period. Like in the NBA, even like yeah. if we want to talk about that, like it's just hard to win. Like yeah, watch to, to listen to any athlete talk about winning, and it's not like just this like one time thing. That's what makes like the Jordan thing like that great, or like it really needs to be put back in perspective. Like I'm not saying LeBron's better or worse than Jordan, but like just like dude's been to like every finals yeah for like years, and he didn't yeah. make it last year, but like okay. Like he's he had like he's eight, still made nine like year run of making it to the finals, and he's won like what four, three, uh, three, three. So, three. Uh, three. Yeah. So like, okay, you know, yeah, three out of eight doesn't sound great. But he still won three, and he's been to eight. <laughs> it's really hard to get there. It's really hard to have sustained success. Yeah. Like in anything, even if you're not talking about sports, you want to talk about business or life or anything like that. Like it's hard to chase that and like keep that yeah like keep like invigorating like reinventing or, or you know having that shot of like energy back into it to like keep going and it, you just don't do it there's like there's certain guys who like their mental makeup can like make it happen like tom brady may be one of those guys like right. he's just like i'm not losing or you know the michael jordans of the world like there's like i'm not losing right now the like ultra competitive like no give me the ball get and, away and they have the talent to like make it happen too like right. they've got enough savvy and poise and skill and everything to like make it happen because like guys like russell westbrook like they have that mindset but like it's not just, always the, for the best time in the right place yeah like it, it's not always channeled and used in the right way right but like you still appreciate it for what it is and like it won an mvp and thunder made the playoffs like basically every year you know like when he actually got good so <laughs> like there's something to be said right, about that sure. but at the end of the day like you just have to respect the greatness when it comes around and like if mahomes really does have that mindset then like the chiefs should be there at the top of the nfl for the next 10 years but it's it's hard to even assume he'll be there for the next five years at the top of the nfl because again it's that hard yeah and if andy reed like like walks away in three years all of a sudden like it feels a lot different yeah. Or, you know, if some of these, like, wide receivers and, and defensive players, they've got, like, walk away. It's like, you know, can you replace them or not? Yeah. Cause all, or are you just going to be Russell Wilson in Seattle then just, like, begging for a, a scent of help Yeah, and can't get any? Because <laughs> Russell Wilson's still elite. Yeah, Russell Wilson's still sure. probably a – I mean, he still is a top-five quarterback in the NFL. And he's doing as much as he can. But if he can't get help, he's not winning a Super Bowl. Right. So that's why, like – there are going to be teams that actually have a Super Bowl chance. And, you know, whenever the NFL season starts back up, we'll kind of reconvene on, like, who actually has those, like, real chances or not. But as of right now, it, it feels like just a handful of teams. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe there's a team that surprises, surprises us. But as for now, eh. I feel about the same way I did going into the draft about who's winning a Super Bowl or, or actually who has a shot. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, the there's some potential there for like some teams to surprise, but I don't know. I just like, like you said, I feel the same about the teams who are going to be competitive and who aren't going to be competitive or going to be in the top 10 picks again, Mm -hmm. top 20 picks again for like the fourth straight year. Right. Looking at you, Dallas Cowboys. Oof. I had to get my last dig in. There it is. Matt, do you want to add anything else before we wrap this up? 
It's such a disappointment. AJ Green didn't get drafted. Go, go it Pokes. Was. It was. But uh, he landed with the Browns, which has paid. been historically terrible for yep. any OSU player. So there's that. Yeah. Let's not bring it up anymore. That was a bad idea. <laughs> That's a good point. Thank you so much for listening to episode uh, 70. Uh, we appreciate you um, listening and giving us a review. Um, and this has been an hour and about 42 minute podcast. 43 minute podcast. So thanks for sticking with us. We'll see you back next week for episode 71. Yeah.